Hello. Welcome to the Eternal ROI Podcast. I'm Chris Patton. I'm CEO of His Way at Work. And I got to tell you, this episode is going to be a good one. I have uh, had a brief chat with our guest this morning, and uh, man, I can't wait for you to hear this story. So I want to welcome Jimmy Barnes. Uh, Welcome to the show, Jimmy. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Very proud to be here. Jimmy, you are the uh, Director of uh, Talent Acquisition and Recruiting at Lineage. And how long have you been at Lineage? I uh, started uh, last March, so almost uh, right almost year. a year now. Yep. Mm-hmm. So last episode, we talked to your boss, to Richard Williams, and Richard's been mm-hmm. a friend of the show and a friend of his way at work for, gosh, five years now. Um, so we talked about a program in particular, and I want to dig into that here in a few minutes. But before we get there, I want the people listening to know who you are. So give me a little bit, you know, take a minute or two and just give me a little bit of your background you know, where you've come from, you shared where you grew up. Give me a little bit of that, and, and then uh, we'll move into the uh, lineage part. Yeah, well, uh, very proudly, I'm from uh, born and raised in uh, West Virginia, um, West Virginia boy, uh, you know, through and through, and uh, moved to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, to be closer to my uh, my now 11-year-old uh, beautiful little girl. I mm-hmm. uh, love being her dad and, and her father, and uh, yeah, I, uh, God brought me back here to uh, West Virginia, and, and I'm uh, working remote with Lineage. Uh, my background, I uh, spent uh, a very proud um, and great career with uh, FedEx. Uh, the old or started as RPS Roadway Package System, as a lot of the older guys know it, and uh, FedEx Ground. I uh, left as a uh, senior executive with them, traveled around, hired people, worked with people, and then um, you know did a few things, and then got into uh, my dream and my passion of uh, the federal government. Uh, worked uh, some things with uh, Homeland Security and the FBI, and um, and then got into recruiting uh, because I loved hiring people. It trimmed back all the way back to my. Um, um, you know, my FedEx days, uh, started doing recruiting, worked uh, very passionately with that uh, throughout years and uh, which led me, you know, through different circles through uh, Charlotte and uh, ended up with uh, Lineage and a friend of mine that uh, is the VP of HR. But uh, yeah, West Virginia boy, as you see, I'm a very proud <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, and, uh, and, and even more so, and the most important thing is, uh, I am a, uh, I'm a, a God loving man. Uh, I'm a Christian warrior. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, very proud of, of where I'm at and what God has done in my life, including where I'm at right now. That's fantastic, man. So, you know, I was talking to Richard, uh, in the last episode about this program that you guys have started at Lineage roughly a year ago, mm-hmm. and it looks like it yeah. times up pretty quickly pretty well with your start there, but uh, it's a second Mm -hmm. chance program. Now, before we go into the lineage program, you mentioned to me earlier, you've got some history in that second chance hiring and and thinking. So tell me a little bit about your background there. Uh, When have you done that in the past and, and how did that kind of feed into what you guys are doing now? So, you know, the the whole, you know, I always say, you know, you, you just you look back and you realize like what was happening and you when you when you get something that really works. And I grew up in rural West Virginia and I was very fortunate. I started on the docks of RPS, um, you know, sweeping docks, unloading trucks. And I was very fortunate because, you know, I was in college at the time uh, and I started hiring a lot of my friends. And a lot of people that would come to me and say, hey, I know such and such. They can't afford to go to college. They really don't have a degree. You know, put them on the docks to work. Um, I also started working with my friends and, and people in the community that were veterans. Uh, I am a very passionate um, advocate for hiring veterans and, uh, you know, servicemen and women and their spouses. 
Um, and the second chance program, you know, I tell you, when it started, I call it give a chance. Uh, let's just give somebody a chance. And I can tell you, I had people that, you know, from walks of life and things, guys working at a baseball card shop that just saw this young guy like me that was successful and doing well in my life and wanted a taste of that. And I would bring them in and teach them and groom them. And 20 plus years, they're still with FedEx at some level. Amazing stories. But I started seeing there was this there was this pool of candidates. There was this pool of people that were looking for jobs. And when you have a little chip on your shoulder, um, you know, I think and you're trying to prove, hey, listen, what I was behind me. You know, I always say, uh, you know, the uh, windshield is bigger than the rearview mirror for a reason. Right. We got to go forward. And a lot of these guys, a lot of people that I knew, um, they just they just wanted a chance. They just wanted one chance. Let me show you what I can do. Can you save everybody? No, but I'm going to tell you, I've seen more successes than, than failures, which led it to where we were at because, you know, in the, in the government sector, I, you know, I had a chance to really get out in the communities and, and listen to a lot of the, you know, different things that were happening. And, and one of the things, if you have a job, if somebody has a job, they're, you know, they're not, they're not going to tend to be out and, and looking for, you know, being involved in crime or, or desperate. I've had people that say to me, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm making more money on the streets. Right. Mm. But, that changes because then they get a purpose. It's like the veterans, you know, a lot of the guys I work with, you know, worked with guys that have PTSD and um, you know, I bring them in and put them in companies that guess what? The leadership uh, comp- major corporations that the leadership uh, were, were veterans or, or saw their fathers go through it or mothers. Mm. And so they would be apt to hire them quickly. So I would bring in one and then after they're good, bring them in some more and say, Hey, listen, I need you to help them out. I do the same thing with guys that are getting, you know, out of, out of prison systems and say, Hey, listen, I want you to, I want you to be kind of the big brother to these guys. And it works. It works. It's just, you have to not a number one, you have to not be afraid of it. And you have to understand these are people. Once they walk out they're they're, they're, they're people. They want to do different. They really, truly do. And I have sat with some of the baddest dudes in, in North Carolina that have told me this job saved my life. This job, I don't want to go back. So, you know, now let's find because the skill trades, the things that are there, these guys are welders. These guys are forklift drivers. They're proud of what they do. I've seen these guys swell up with pride because, you know, they knew how to weld aluminum. Um, You know, there's places that are looking for people in this market right now. People are starving for somebody just to show up. Right. Well, it's just not a body. Let's get you a good person. Let's get you a career person and then watch and see what happens. But people think so often, Jimmy, that, well, good person then that excludes this certain group that you're talking about. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Richard even mentioned, you know, all of us have a background. Some did some things that got caught and others did some things and just didn't get caught. That may just be the only difference. But you're tapping into something in these people. And this is what I want to pull out here. There's something deeper and you have a a God-given gift personally to be able to pull that out of these, these guys. Tell me a little bit about that. What do you see as the diamond inside there, the diamond in the rough that you're being able to tap into? We got to get to know the man or woman that's in what's what's inside of them. What do they want to do? I always say, what is your why? What is your why in life? It could be that you're trying to I don't want to hear that you're trying to prove, you know, everybody wrong. You may have a daughter, you may have a son, you may have a family, you may have a mom, you have a purpose. You want to just rebuild your life. These guys have dreams just like you and I are sitting here, right? And, you know, so I want to sit down and get to know the person. I used to sit and talk to guys that literally were, I would go to the sheriff's department in different places and actually interview guys and they would bring them out, you know, in handcuffs. 
And and when they were going to get out, I would fi- I would have them a job ready to go. And so there are opportunities to sit down and say, hey, listen, what is it that you love to do? What do you want to do? Like you're getting a reset of life. What do you want to do? Programs are out there. Um, in Kansas City, we work with uh, Benelli Hall, uh, Mr. Ken Vick. Uh, he was the one that him and I really kicked this off and started the program with Lineage and what we're doing. And Ken and I, and as I shared with him, just bring me one guy. Just bring me one guy. Let's mm-hmm. change. Let's get this to work. Then we're going to go from there and we're going to grow it out. And we've had 20 plus, and I think we have 11 there right now that are working successfully. Some have been promoted already in less than a year into supervisor positions. And these guys, I got guys that, I mean, the stories are phenomenal, but here's the thing is inside of each one of those people are a gift. Yeah. They, they may be a mechanic. They know how to do something that nobody else knows how to do. And you, and you can tell when they're talking, I love to do this. This is what I'm passionate about. That's what it's all about. That's great. So let's talk about lineage for just a second. You've been, you've worked at other companies, you've worked with FBI, government, FedEx and RPS and so forth. What makes lineage different as a company versus others you've worked at? I tell everybody it's our culture and it's it's the real deal. Um, when I walked into the building there, I was very blessed. My boss, uh, Tracy Smith, the vice president of HR, um, wonderful person. I worked with her seven years previous at a company uh, doing high level, um, you know, staffing, uh, you know, really elite type. And um, I, I left there and went back to my roots of industrial staffing. I had to do that to understand that, that had to happen to get me to where I'm at. Seven years later, Tracy and I are connected, and now I'm walking in the doors of Lenny's. But when I walked in, I felt it. I knew that I was home. And people ask me every day, Jimmy, what is it about lineage that you love? Like you're happy. You've done some really cool things in your career. I mean, I have sat with the greatest leaders, you know, in within the bureau, the government sector, uh, consulting firms like Booz Allen Hamilton, guys from the CIA, FedEx, great leaders, uh, pro athletes. I do training on the side. I've worked around, pro, but I have never been around such a culture and a leader like Richard and the leadership and the and the way that he wants to you know, allow his leaders to lead. And when, you know, he doesn't just talk to talk, he walks the walk and and it's a big deal. But when people say, what is it? I say, you know what? I'm home. I feel like I'm sitting at it. You know, I've always prided myself. I come from a big Italian family, as you can talk by or hear about how I talk. Um, you know, it's at my dinner table. And, and I tell everybody, I welcome them, each person, Thank you for choosing us and welcome to our family. You now have a place at our table. And that's that's legit. Um, Richard and the leadership, we all look out for each other. We, we, we focus on our core values. Companies write them and they put them behind the doors of their companies and they have them in their, their websites. They take the pictures. We live them. We live them with everything that we do. And, and that's the biggest thing because at the end of the day, I don't care how big the company is, if your people aren't happy to be there and they don't know the values and they, and we just feel like we're making a difference. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is a small company. I had no idea that this even existed. Mm. And and when I saw Tracy came to lineage, I said, wow, you know, I knew her and I knew how great she was. What, you know, what is it about this company? And when I really dove into it, I understood like, you know, why she had went there. So yeah, it's, it was the greatest career decision of my life. That's fantastic. So you came on board there a year ago and you said, you know, it's a huge opportunity for you and where you were and going into this job. And part of this, you know, roughly the same time, God's working on Richard's heart and he's seeing some signs, some things that he realizes there's an opportunity out there. But when you came on board, you told me 
you know, right off the bat, one of the first things you thought about in this recruiting job is this second chance, is this give me a chance type mindset. So take me back to a year ago and, and what that looked like and, and how it got started. Uh, well, Tracy had shared with me some of the challenges that they had across the board. Um, and I immediately, again, you got to go back 1996 in a cold cross dock in, you know, Bridgeport and more West Virginia, you know, I was hiring veterans. I was hiring guys that, that maybe didn't have the chances. Now I'm sitting in this corporate setting, listening to the challenges and I'm hearing them talk about service tech and drivers. Well, there's my veterans, you know, I mean, there, there's those guys because I've, I've proved that's proven. They're, those guys take care of the vehicles. They're, they're trustworthy. They represent the brand. They're very proud. Then, then we go in, okay, I'm having trouble with our hourly worker, our production workers. Well, I had already had on the notepad ready to go before I even walked in the door and even knew what the challenges were. Well, second chance opportunities, because guess what? For five years in industrial staffing, I had worked that and done that and, and saw the successes with it. Um, and that's the difference is, you know, you, you got to try, you, you got to try something, right? This wasn't a try. This wasn't, let's just see what happens. And if it works great, if not, you know, we'll go on to something else. This was proven, but you gotta, you gotta find the right programs. You gotta find the right people. Um, are you, are, again, are you going to get it right every time? Because at the end of the day, we're all human, right? We go right. through something that may detour, you know, our professional world. But again, at Lineage, if you are going through something, we got you. We're going to take care of because we have our care team. We care about our employees. You know, you know, mental awareness in the workplace is a massive deal. And, and I'm a huge advocate with it. Um, you know, it's OK to not be OK. And, and I tell that to not just hourly workers. I'll tell that to CEOs. And I've had some opportunities to, to do that in, in my in my path here as well. But, yeah, a year ago when I walked through the doors of lineage in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, I had all, it was the game plan was already written out. I just didn't know what this was all going to be. I had no idea that, you know, I was just coming in. I was happy not just to have the job. This was a career because I was told years ago I would never have the title as talent acquisition because I was too old and I was a guy. Somebody had actually told me that. And it was wow. funny. So I had a little chip on my shoulder. <laughs> you know what? Hey, you know what? I want, I'm, I want to prove this wrong. But I had no idea what God was really doing, and and this was already ordained. I just was following it. Wow. Well, that's fantastic. So give me some nuts and bolts of what you guys do with the Second Chance. You mentioned an organization there that you work with, with uh, Ken Vick. So for those that are listening that might be considering something similar, they're hearing, number one, they've obviously got the same challenges. Can't find good people to work, right? Good people, and they don't want to work. Uh, mm-hmm. So what are some ways you're partnering with other organizations? How are you vetting these people up front to make sure, hey, we're not going to miss something when we bring them in. We're getting truly yeah. good people. Give me some sense of that, what you do at Lineage, and how you would advise others to handle that. Um, you know, there's programs, so, and you just got to find the programs. I see on LinkedIn I'm connected with hundreds of different programs that are out there that are are using this as, as, a, as a, uh, a, a pool of candidates. This is no different than Indeed or ZipRecruiters or any of the things where people apply in. It's going to be the same guys. Um, the problem is that some of them don't know where to start. They're afraid. And I've had these guys say, well, my background, I don't care what you did. I care about where you're at and I care about what you're going to do. And that's what I emphasize. But guess what? I would tell you that the same thing that I'm going to tell somebody that has a background. Now, we'll tell you we do have, you know, um, 
there are limitations, uh, a few, because when you, you know, there's, there's some things that we do work with and don't work with, uh, you know, considering somebody's background. So I'm very cautious of that. And the security and safety of our employees are, are a number one. But again, I'm going to get that with anybody. Like I'm, I'm running a background check on, on anybody. I'm not just seclude, you know, just doing the guys that we get from programs, but the programs are out there, the rehabilitation programs. Um, the one very blessed to have, you know, like I said, Ken at, at Benelli hall, it's a great program. It's a Christian organization. They work with the guys. Um, they, they train them and they teach them. And uh, Rusty over there has been spot on, on, on making sure that, you know, but he's seen what we're looking for. He knows what we're looking for, our culture. Um, and, the guys refer each other, which is really cool. I got a guy that walked in the door there and started as a driver, then a lead, and now he's running the entire transportation division, and he's staffing up his drivers with guys from the program that brought him there and, and leading them. Now, that's a pretty cool – that's what you want. That's that's bringing them to the table, yeah. you know. Just a note on that. Richard mentioned this same thing. But he said they won't just bring anybody because somebody else is in the program they've been in. They're very protective no. of lineage and the culture and so yes. forth. And they'll just yes. they'll blow off those that don't fit and wouldn't be a good a yeah. good uh, candidate. Would, would you fit into the family? You know that's the that's the thing. You yeah. know, so it's uh, it's it's been a fun situation to watch. I tell you to watch the success stories. Like we're we're watching. This is a real life movie. It's like the middle of the movie, the middle of the book where what you know, what's going to happen next. And that's what I feel like we get to live that every single day. Um, you know, who knows where these guys, the sky's the limits for these guys. And that's the thing is if we can give them an opportunity and Richard's vision is so big, but you gotta, you gotta be big, right? We make God too small, you know, that's and that's the problem is that was one of my things this year. I said, I'm not going to make God small. I'm going to make him big. You know why? Because I've seen what he's done in my life and where he's put me. And so if he can do this with, with Jimmy Barnes, he can do this with anybody. So, you know, but going back, like what you said, the nuts and bolts, how do we put this together? We treat them as men. We treat them as women. They're no different than anybody else walking through the door. I don't care if you're the CEO of a company, I'm going to treat you the same and I'm going to treat you with the same respect. Um, you know, because you're, you're, you're trying to provide and feed your family. You're trying to build out your life. Um, and you know, I just I want them to feel at home. I want them, like I said, to, to be at our table. These guys have been through some real struggles. And for them to, you know, we all wake up and say, you know, I'm, I'm going through a lot today. Some of these guys, we hear it and we see it and they come to work every day. Like and, and if anybody didn't have a reason to in some cases, these but they come there. You know why? Because they're safe and they're they they feel empowered to be able to do better because tomorrow can be a better day. And again, we're there as a support team as well. So. Yeah. That's the one thing, like I said, I always go back and talk about culture, our culture and our environment. We want to be there for our people and make sure that our family is taken care of. Yeah. So these guys and ladies, I say guys in general, they, mm-hmm. you bring them in, you give them the chance that other companies won't give them, but it doesn't just stop there because they're, they aren't in a normal situation. In many cases, they've got outside of the company, they got cultural or even legal limitations. So transportation is probably an issue. You may yep. have, you know, driver's license or social security card issues <clears throat> or housing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard for, yeah. for a guy with a record to get housing. So give me a it sense is. of what you guys do to help walk them through those. So, you know, I don't, I, I do ask them if they have, you know, reasonable transportation. A lot of guys will take the bus. Uh, in my career, I have seen, I've seen guys that will ride bicycles, you know, to get to work. You know, I, I, I struggled sometimes to get, 
you know, 30 year old guys that were living in the basement of their parents' house to get to work with a car, yeah. you know, and, you know, you, you just never know what life's going to bring you, right? Well, these guys want to prove, prove things wrong, but not just them. I mean, there's other folks within our facility that are going through this, but, you know, this program, I don't like calling it the second, I don't like calling it a second chance. I, th- I, I like just saying it, they're, they're part of this. They're an applicant. Sure. When they walk through the door, I don't say, Hey, this is the guy that comes with the background. No, this you is don't, the guy. no I get and, that. And a lot of companies, I'm um, we'll tell you, a lot of companies will, I have been told, are you not afraid? No, I'm not. Because these are men like me. You know, we've all been through something in our life. Somebody had to give me a chance. People still do. Tracy gave me a chance. Richard gave me a chance. They've trusted me with this program to run with this and to see this through. Um, that's trusting me. I don't care what the situation yeah. is. Um, you know, God's going to sort this out. But yeah, you know, the the, the background checks and, and all that, it gets really fuzzy. You got a lot of legalities. You got a lot of this stuff. And, and we do follow the guidelines. I mean, we're very strict with that. You know, I said under the HR umbrella. And, um, you know, so we really do follow, you know, strict guidelines with that. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, here's the other thing is if I can't help somebody, I have other programs in place. I have staffing agencies that work very closely with me that I'll send those guys to them because I don't want them just to give up hope. Hope is such a delicate thing. Mm -hmm. It can be destructive and it can be a powerful thing as well and a positive, but you take hope away from these guys and they're going to go back. I had one of the the guys tell me, they said, if we would not have this job, we may not be alive. You know, we may be on the streets. We may be back in, you know, in, in the drugs or or Mm -hmm. crime or whatever, but not just them, but other folks as well. I mean, that's the thing is, um, you know, this is a very positive environment for them. Uh, they're around each other. And it's honestly, it's like a brotherhood. Yeah. So I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I want to clarify something. So on one hand, many of the listeners right now have heard of stuff like this and have said, listen, I'm just not willing to take the risk. It's too risky. It's too scary. And And yes, if you're going to go out and try to find these people on your own, you're not going to partner with an organization, you're not going to follow the the requirements legally and and stay within the guidelines, then you're taking a lot of risk, whether they have a record or not, whether they have been in a situation or not. But what you guys are doing is putting some guidelines in place, following them to the letter. You're just Mm -hmm. saying we're not going to exclude a certain group or certain groups because of their past, we're still going to have them go through this process. So we're not, we are eliminating some of the risk. There's still a little bit, obviously, but we're yeah. minimizing as much as we can. Secondly, you guys have the caring system in place. When there are needs for these or other individuals in the company, you're reaching out to meet those needs. So you're yeah. minimizing some of the bumps in the road for those people. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's worth that extra effort. Is what I'm hearing from you. Not not only filling the slots, but also you're getting people that are willing to put more into that job than the average person. Yeah. And these guys are full time employees. I mean, just think about that for a second. These guys a year ago, maybe weeks ago, who knows, may have been in jail. They were incarcerated or, or they were in a rehabilitation center. Maybe they were homeless. Maybe they literally were on the verge of deciding they were going to choose life over death because they couldn't you know, see their families or whatever the case walking them through the door of our company is it changes their life if, if they allow it. But that's, again, that's anybody, right? I don't care. Me, you, anybody, we have to make the decision. We're going to walk forward. We're not going to look in. We're not going to look behind us. Right. Because we can all do that. And and anybody that says that they don't probably has a background that they really don't want to dig up. That's right. 
I believe in these guys and I believe in this program and I believe in what's happening. And, you know, I've seen it successful with the veteran programs. Uh, people were afraid, you know, you had the stigma. Well, I would used to get resumes. Well, all this guy did was be in the military. That's all he was. You know, he was just in the army. Okay. Well, you know, he's a logistics guy. You know, he took, put tanks across the ocean. He can deliver your, your cola on a truck. It's not going to be a problem. Let's tap into who they are. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people, when I got into industrial, I, again, I had to go back to my roots. Um, I called up one of my friends when I was coming from elite staffing, uh, you know, very high level, very buttoned up and polished, you know, again, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars folks. Um, and when I decided I was going to get back into industrial staffing, um, I came back to West Virginia and met with a veteran friend of mine that I hired who, you know, suffered from PTSD. And I had to be reminded of the success that he had had and where he was at, you know, and back in our FedEx days to go into that. And again, I mean, I saw thousands of veterans across the country hired through what we were doing in, in, in programs. And I would talk about this all the time and I would watch people take notes again. PTSD, I'm afraid. Well, what happens if, you know, it's scary? Well, you know, that could happen to any of us. PTSD just is a military, you know, and mm-hmm. so um, there, there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot. Just get out into those programs. Don't just post a job. Look for candidates. Look for these programs. Find these folks that want to work. Again, what's their why? And then when they walk through the door, treat them. I treat every resume. I don't care what they, I don't care where it comes from. I look for the best player on the board, you know, the best person that's going to bring value to my team. And and then I can bring value to their life and likewise them to us. And that's yeah. what it's all about at the end of the day. That's great. Look forward five years from now, Jimmy, what, how would you paint the picture? If this program continues with lineage, how do you paint a picture of success five years from now? I see the guys that we have that are already successful. I will say not going to be. They already are successful. Um, some of them will be in leadership positions. Some of them will be in roles. Some of them may be married again and have, you know, opportunities. And it's all because they came to our building and and we gave them a chance. Uh, I see us in a new building. I see us being involved in the community. Uh, I, I hope to have this outward, you know, and I want to bring this even to where I'm at in West Virginia. I would love to, you know, I talk to business owners at church all the time and they're just fascinated by what we're doing. But again, people are afraid to do it because of the stigma around it. Um, but again, it's, it, I got to make my vision big. Richard's vision is, is, is large. You know, you got to have your vision, vision board and you got to make it big. Right. And, and because we don't give God enough credit if we're not, if we're not dreaming big and talking about it big, it's not, you know, having this unrealistic thing. Like this is realistic. Like where I'm sitting right now, I never dreamed that a guy from Clarksburg, West Virginia would be sitting on a podcast talking about hiring people. And it all stemmed from me giving people opportunities of people that I knew on a cold dock in, in West Virginia with a company never that nobody ever heard of called RPS. Yeah. This is how it all starts. And I just ran with it because I saw something special. This is great. So I'm going to go back for just a second. You, you know, I asked you about success. Your first answers were about the individuals. And I want to mm-hmm. point that out. Your, your success picture is looking at the individuals you hired and describing life progressing for them. They've gotten married. They've moved into leadership. They've still got certain jobs they love. It's about the individuals. Now, I think with you that that is the success. But for those mm-hmm. listening, it, it 
if you have those things happening, you're also seeing growth and opportunity with the business, right? Those go hand yep. in hand. You've got people Absolutely. growing. We talk about this caring system, and this is slightly more technical from the His Way at Work side, but there are several different ways that employees need care. One is in a crisis, but another yes. is help me grow as a person, help me to be a better employee, a better professional in my career, but also a better parent, a better husband or wife, a better citizen. And so if we're really pouring into these people, whether they come through this program or not, and they are advancing in life and growing more successful, and God's getting the credit, to me, that is what we're after, right? And, and I did, yeah, and I did say, yeah, I did say that it's the people. It starts with the people first, because without them, we're nothing. Our the folks in our our company are they're our greatest asset. Not the business. We could be the biggest mega company world. That means nothing. It's our people. Are, are they happy? Are they full in their life? You know, God has been a spotter. I always go back. I tell people. You know, I wrote a story years ago about God being the spotter. You know, the gym at the time was the greatest thing. You know, and we add weight you know, on a bench press and, you know, it lays on us and God has to be our spotter to get that off in our life, right? You call in your spotter. We're the spotter for these folks. Everybody yeah. that walks through the door, we're their spotter. And yeah, you know, I want to see their success stories. I want to see it because there are, there's somebody right now. And I always tell these people this, there are somebody that has no idea that we exist. They have no idea that that lineage is here. Uh, they're going through something right now as we speak and talk. It could be stuff that we can't imagine. But six months from now, could be six days from now. Who knows what God, when he's going to deliver them, they're going to hear about us and they're going to talk to us and we may change their life. But we have to be ready to receive that. We have to, And we are. We're, we are ready. To, I want God to, to, to give us the people that that we can and we need to help. Our care team is in place. It's an amazing program. I've never seen anything like it, and I have worked for the best. I have been in and walked the halls of some of the greatest facilities and companies uh, in the world. And and to see a caring team that that says, "I'm going to help you. Don't worry." Guess what? They had to do it for me, you know. And and so I know the security blanket that is our company. What Tracy, you know has put in place from HR, what Richard has put in place, what the other leadership has put into place is something so rare. And I'm, I tell people all the time, companies need to, to see what we're doing and how we're doing it. We can be this little tiny, you know, company compared to the big, but I, I just say, just, just watch, just watch what God's going to do. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I see us in a bigger building. I see us in a new building. We are going to make a difference in the community and we're going to change lives and people are going to come to us. God's going to send us people to partner with us that then we can, yeah, you talk about housing. My owner does housing in, in Charlotte and works with, with, and, you know, puts up ceiling fans and puts them into homes. And I walked out there the couple of first weeks after I started and I just I, I I was in awe because I had already seen this stuff in my in my what I wanted. And I'm thinking, how many lives can we really change if this is out there? But again, it just starts with one person. And Richard has done that. He has. And so I'm going to wrap us up. But I want to frame this last conversation, last part of it with this. As business owners and leaders, if we put the business needs and goals and and success first, then we're going to use whatever means necessary in most cases, including using the people to try to get there. Mm -hmm. If we put the people first, if yes. God says for us to love him and love others, so we put the people first, 
it's not a gospel or a prosperity gospel where we're guaranteed financial success, but we are guaranteed if we will put him first and through the people do that, that we will see success in this world. It may not be financial. It may simply be the growth of these individuals, but it's so much more. It goes back to this, the name of the podcast, eternal ROI. And that's what we're looking for here. So Jimmy, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. I'm proud of you. you. I know you tell your employees the first day you walk them in, you pat them on the back and say, Hey, here's your moment. I'm proud of you. Many of them haven't heard that before. I know you've heard it, but I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. You guys are doing great work. Thank you for that. No, we're, no, we're doing some great stuff, and and it's the, uh, I mean it's just the beginning, and I mean I really do believe that lives are going to be changed, and I hope the companies, you know, anybody that watches this that's in recruiting and talent acquisition, um, you know, we pay thousands of dollars for the 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 you know the platforms out there, the LinkedIn's, the the Indeeds, and Zip Recruiters, and all this stuff, and spend you know all these staff. There's then there's good, there's value to that. But go out and find the people. Go fish for the people. Go find the men and women that want to work. You know, major organizations. Don't be afraid. Just go. You know, if you're doing the right thing, God's going. God's going to put the right people at your doorstep. It's and I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. And, and honestly, that's why I'm here right now. I've trusted Him with everything. And um, and I I honestly I I've already thanked Him in advance for what He's going to do. And I can't wait to see what's next. Amen. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. Sincerely, yeah, I pre- thank you've been you. a blessing. I appreciate you. And uh, I just pray God continues to bless your efforts and the work that you're doing there at Lineage and all that you and Richard are, Thank you. are pushing. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 